Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 7 of Twin, Twin Talk, Talk MN. MN. I'm Ryan. I'm Andrew. And today we have a really, really good episode for you. The NFL has four weeks left of the regular season. Last week, teams were really getting into the playoff push. We will update you on everything that happened last week. And Andrew, the NBA season, nine days away. Next time, next week when we talk to you, It'll just be two more days. And Andrew, the preseason started on Friday night. Almost every single team has played a game. We will, le- we will let you know on everything that has happened so far in the MLB. Free agency has started. Some of the biggest dominoes have started to fall. We'll update you on all that and more. But Andrew, let's get started. Andrew, NFL, biggest takeaways from last week. Well, Vine, last week there were some crazy games. But none more crazy than the Seahawks. Losing to the Giants. And I don't mean on a last second field goal or a last second touchdown. The Giants just dismantled the Seahawks. Russell Wilson would not stop turning the ball over. Their offense couldn't get anything going. Their defense was not good. The Giants, and you might say, oh yeah, he did well. Or they made a good... That's right. The Giants don't really have anyone good. But they still beat one of the best teams in the league. Seahawks fans, I'd be pretty disappointed if I were you. But, that's not even close to the biggest upset of the week. Ryan. The Washington football team beat the Steelers. They beat the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. Ryan, the Steelers are now tied with the Chiefs for the 1-2 and two seed in the AFC playoff picture. The Washington football team could actually pose a threat in the NFC East. Ryan, this NFC East is actually coming together. Do we have to start saying they're good, or are they just the normal division? Are we going to say they're good? No. But are we going to say they're kind of a normal division? Yes, they are. I think they're doing okay. Also, Andrew, more news out of the NFC least. The Eagles are playing the Packers. And as we know, quarterback Carson Wentz has been sacked three or more times, and I believe nine straight games. And again, it happened in the first quarter against the Packers. The Eagles were so fed up, they decided to try a little bit of their rookie quarterback, Jalen Hurts, who was a rookie out of Oklahoma. And he was doing so well, they kept him in for the rest of the game. From I believe it was the third quarter on. And the Eagles have announced Jalen Hurts will start this week and bench quarterback Carson Wentz. Andrew, personally, I think that for Jalen Hurts, rookie quarterback out of Oklahoma, to keep his job, he needs to throw for at least 200 yards, two or less turnovers, that's fumbles or interceptions, and accumulate two touchdowns, whether that's on the ground or passing. But we'll definitely have to see what happens next week. Also, Andrew and Rodgers, I believe he came into the game with 398 career passing touchdowns, which is crazy, but he got to 400 career passing touchdowns. Congratulations to Aaron Rodgers. Also, Andrew, the Browns were playing the Titans. We thought, battle of the run games, battle of the run games. We know one running back will get like 200 yards. Which running back was it? It was neither. Ryan, this was a crazy game from the beginning. The Browns continued their cycle of play really, 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 really good. And break our hearts and lose a terrible game where they just get killed. But Vine, the Browns have been looking really good. Vine, they beat the Titans. And I don't mean on the last second field goal or, uh, oh my god, they actually stopped Derrick Henry. I mean, it was a beating. They killed the Titans. Baker Mayfield had four touchdowns in the first half. That's right, Baker Mayfield is returning to that rookie season form where he was truly amazing. And 
They barely even used their amazing running backs, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. The Browns could go really far if their defense steps up, which I think it will. Now, Andrew, in the second half, the Titans did come back, but it was not through Derrick Henry. I believe he ended the game with 60 rushing yards and a fumble. Also, Andrew, for the Titans, their young wide receiver, Corey Davis, had the game of his life. 11 catches, 182 yards, and a touchdown. Andrew, for some for some big football fans, you might remember that last season in the NFL, a lot of people, we had kind of the same thing, where there was a wide receiver, first year, not that good, second year, not that good, third year, not that good, fourth year, not that good, fifth year, he's not going to be good. But Andrew, last season, Dolphins wide receiver Devontae Parker had a huge breakout season when no one thought he would. And Andrew, this season, looks like Corey Davis, wide receiver for the Titans, could be the new Devontae Parker. Well, Vine, I also have to say someone that might be the new guy who just has never gotten it going, but now has, and his name is Cole Beasley, wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. And Ryan, many people know that Stephon Diggs got traded to the Bills this offseason to become Josh Allen, their quarterback's new favorite target, but it looks like it might be Cole Beasley. He has been playing so, so, so well for that Bills, Bills, great team as they beat the last week they beat the Washington they beat the wash they beat the San Francisco 49ers in a great game by quarterback Josh Allen I believe he threw for 375 yards three touchdowns it was a monster game for him and that entire Bills passing game and now Andrew we have some more takeaways from this week Andrew the Saints beat the Falcons to quench the playoff berth also, Andrew, the Raiders played the Jets. Yes, they didn't have star running back Josh Jacobs, but we thought the Raiders would win, but they barely, barely won. The Raiders looked very vulnerable. Also, Andrew, there was a huge game with huge playoff implications last week between the Rams and the Cardinals. The Cardinals needed to win this game, but they didn't. The Rams knocked them off. And technically, if the season ended today, the Cardinals would not be in the playoffs, but the Cardinals have a decently easy schedule for the rest of the season, and there's still four more weeks, so we'll definitely have to see what happens. Also, Andrew, the Cowboys lost to the Ravens as the Ravens get back on track. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, who's been very positive with the team, asked what's going wrong, and he said, our general manager, he's not doing his job to the best of his ability. We'll see what happens next. Also, Andrew, Washington football team running back, Antonio Gibson, who's having a huge breakout season. He got an injury. He stubbed his toe in the ground. It's called turf toe. And it is a bad injury. He had to miss the entire game last week and will miss this week's game again. Now, Andrew, just some new injuries this week. As I said, Tony Gibson will not play this week. Also, Andrew, we thought for sure star running back Christian McCaffrey would return this week. But he's doing dealing with a new injury. Can you tell us more? Yeah, Vine, as we know, Christian McCaffrey was first dealing with a high ankle sprain. Then it was a shorter injury against the Chiefs. Now it is a quad injury. And the pain that his shoulder is still bothering him. Christian McCaffrey is doubtful for this game. But news came out this morning that Christian McCaffrey would love, would love to play. And is doing everything he possibly can to play. I don't think he'll play, but he might. Same thing kind of with Julio Jones. Star suit for the Atlanta Falcons. No one thinks he will play. But he has not been ruled out yet because of a hamstring injury. He may be shut down for the entire season. And Christian McCaffrey might not play another game this season. Some COVID news, Miles Gaskin, running back for the Miami Dolphins, was also coming off an injury and now has COVID, or maybe exposed COVID, we are not sure yet, and he will not play this weekend against the Chiefs. And also, in addition to that, David Johnson, running back for the Texans, may 
have COVID or been exposed to COVID and would not play this week against the Bears. Yes, Miles Gaskin and David Johnson were both exposed to someone that has COVID, but they may have tested positive. It is still unclear, and we will definitely await more future testing. Also, some more injuries. The Dolphins' running back room is really, really banged up. As we said, starting running back Miles Gaskin, the gas man, is out this week. Backup running back Silvana Ahmed out this week. Also, third string running back Matt Breida out this week. We'll see what the Dolphins decide to do in the running back room. Also, Andrew Panthers wide receiver DJ Moore has tested positive, so he will not play this week. Lions wide receiver Kenny Galladay remains out, and Vikings starting tight end Kyle Rudolph will miss again. Now, Andrew, with the Saints, Drew Brees, we know he had that terrible lung injury with a collapsed lung, 11 broken ribs, and we know that Taysom Hill would be the starter for a long time. Brees will still miss today's game. Taysom will start. But, Andrew, what's going to happen next week? Well, Ryan, to be honest, we really do not know what's going to happen next week. I do hope that um, Taysom, I do hope that Taysom Hill will not have to start and Drew Brees will be okay. But to be honest, I really don't think so. I think we're going to see some more Taysom Hill next week. Yeah, and next week they play the Chiefs, so they really need Brees next week. But we'll have to see if he is able to return again if they don't want to rush him back. Also, Andrew, some news that we just heard this morning. Cowboys star running back Ezekiel Elliott, who has been questionable this whole week, Probably won't play with the calf injury, but we're still awaiting more information. Now, yeah, now let's move on to the, some news in the NBA. Mavericks small forward, who's been in, in the NBA for basically ever, J.J. Barrio, was released from the Mavericks. I might add that Barrio was not even close to one of the best players in the NBA. It's mostly just there because for the town, but he was released anyway from the Mavericks. And James Harden. The star shooting guard for the Rockets has still not reported training camp yet. From what I've been hearing, he is in quarantine right now and has the option to go to the training site and submit um, at least six negative tests in a row, which I know sounds like a lot, but for rapid testing, it shouldn't be too hard since he has been quarantining for a while. He has also said that he wants to go with the Nets, maybe go with the 76ers, we don't really know what's going on. I do think he'll start the season with the Rockets, but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded soon into the season. And also, the um and the and the in the Indianapolis Pacers small forward TJ Warren has plantar fasciitis and will most likely not start the season. But we will see. Vine, the preseason has started. As many people know, it's called the preseason. So it's not the actual season. It's a chance for a lot of young guys to get some minutes. It's a chance for some injured guys to get some games in before the season. And then a season where the, not, where the teams that didn't make the bubble haven't played in almost a year. This was one of the most important preseasons in NBA history. Ryan, from watching any of these games, did you see any surprising guys come to mind or any stars show that they're really stars. Well, yeah, Andrew, as we know, normally the preseason is a time for rookies and other very young players to get equated with their teams. So normally, the best teams are actually kind of the worst teams because normally they have the youngest amount, they have the youngest players. And Andrew, one star that I want to look at is Memphis Grizzlies last year, number two overall pick, Ja Moran. He was playing the Minnesota Timberwolves, and Ja Moran put up 20 points, I believe. I think he put up 11 rebounds. Ja had a monster game against the Timberwolves. And again, as we know, he'll have a huge second-year breakout season. Also, Andrew, the Cleveland Cavaliers. We expect this team to be not very good. But Andrew, young star, C.D. Osmond, 20 points. 
and rookie, I believe number five or six overall pick, Isaac Okoro out of Auburn. He had a great game. 20 points, made the game-winning shot. Looks like this Cavs team might be a little bit better than they thought. But again, preseason, take it with a grain of salt. We'll have to see what happens there. Now, Andrew, what I want to talk about is teams on the fringe of making the playoffs in the NBA. Let's look at the Eastern Conference. Right now, from teams from the six, from the number six out of eight seed on, some teams that are on the fringe are the Wizards, Magic, Hawks, Raptors, Pacers. Andrew, will you pick three teams that you think will make it? Well, yeah, Vine, in my opinion, I definitely think the Toronto Raptors will make the playoffs. No questions about it. Last year, they had a very good season. They did lose Serge Ibaka and Marcus Gasol, but I feel like they're going to have a very good season again this year with great young players. I also think the Wizards will make the playoffs behind Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, and a bunch of young stars, um, such as Thomas Bryant, Rui Hachimura, and Denny Avdia. And, Ryan, the final team on that list who I think will definitely make the playoffs is the Atlanta Hawks. I feel like with that much depth in the season with COVID and little to none preseason games, injuries and COVID cancellations are going to be at a frenzy and going to be a lot. Remember in the MLB season how many injuries there were because of no spring training, barely any preseason games. I definitely think that's going to happen. And we saw the exact same thing in the NFL. So many guys. So many guys got injured based on no preseason games. Ryan, there's going to be a ton of injuries. Depth is so important. So that's why I think this Hawks team will be good. Ryan, let's quickly look at some teams in the Western Conference that are on the fringe of maybe making the playoffs or maybe falling just out. Ryan, these teams include the Blazers, the Kings, the Warriors, the Spurs, the Mavericks, the Suns, and the Pelicans. Ryan, can you pick three teams that you think would definitely make the playoffs this year? Well, yeah, personally, I think one team that has a great chance to make it is the Phoenix Suns. Last year, great young player Devin Booker had a huge season that we all hoped he would have. Also, Andrew, last year, the team was very, very close to making the playoffs. You might think, well, how did they get better? Andrew, their incredible center, DeAndre Ayton, was suspended for almost the entire season. And this year, hopefully, they'll have him for the whole season, and he will be very, very good. Also, they added one of the top veteran point guards in the NBA, Chris Paul. Now, they don't have a ton besides those guys, but those three guys are more than enough to make the playoffs when all you have to do is just win half your games and you make it. Sometimes, even less. Also, Andrew, the other two teams I think will make it. One, the Sacramento Kings. Now, you might think... Who do they have? I There's not anyone really good. And you're right. They don't have any superstars. But they do have a ton of depth, as Andrew said. De'Aaron Fox, great point guard. Buddy Shield, great shooting guard. One of, in my opinion, the top rookie in this year's draft in Tyrese Halliburton. Also, great big men in Marvin Bagley, Rashawn Holmes, and Hassan Whiteside. Their team is amazing, and I definitely think they'll make it. Now, Andrew, this last team is really close. The, I think the Blazers, Warriors... And Mavericks all have a chance, but personally, I've got to give this one to the Warriors. Stephen Curry, I think, will have a great bounce-back season. Rookie center James Wiseman, I think, could easily be Rookie of the Year. They've got great other players in Draymond Green, Power Ford, Andrew Wiggins, small shooting guard, and Kelly Oubre from the Suns, Power Ford. I definitely think the Warriors can make the playoffs, but it's anyone's game. We'll have to see what happens. Now, Andrew, let us look to Minnesota sports teams. Andrew, 
the Minnesota Vikings. Last week, we needed to beat the Jaguars. They're 1-11. Please, please tell me one. And personally, I really want a blowout. Ryan, we won. But in one of the worst games I might have seen in my entire watching of the NFL. Ryan, our team was sloppy. We threw interceptions. We fumbled. We missed multiple, multiple extra points. Ryan, we should have been winning. We should have won this game by the second quarter. But instead, it took us to overtime, where it took a 23-yard field goal from our kicker, Dan Bailey, who was lucky to even make a 5-yard field goal on that terrible game. Ryan, Justin Jefferson was amazing for us. I believe he had 80 yards, maybe two touchdowns. I remember. He had a great game, is all I can remember. Dalvin Cook had a pretty good game, but I think their goal was to stop him. They did, but Justin Jefferson was amazing. Ryan... As we said before with the NFL, the Cardinals lost to the Rams. And they're not in the seventh scene anymore. The Vikings are. If the season ended today, we would be in the playoffs because of our divisional record. And our actual record of 6-6. Six and six. But Ryan, this week, we play the Buccaneers. We play Tom Brady. We play that great defense and that great offense. Ryan, what do we have to do to win this game? Kirk. Cousins has to step up. The entire season, we only say Kirk. You just have to make a few big throws. Just a few. And you've got great wide receivers and Justin Jefferson down at the end. But everyone, the Buccaneers might have the number one rushing defense in the NFL. And if they don't, Andrew, in two weeks, we play the best rushing defense in the NFL in the New Orleans Saints. Also, we also play the Chicago Bears who also have one of the top rushing defenses in the NFL. So, tough road coming up. But, Andrew, again, with the Buccaneers, the only way to beat them on defense, on offense, pass the ball. Cousins has to get going. If he doesn't, got no chance. And, Andrew, the Buccaneers have one of the best passing offenses in the NFL, and we probably have the worst passing defense in the NFL. It's a matchup made in heaven for the Buccaneers, and it's a matchup made in hell for the Vikings. Yeah, but fine, I do think there is one small possibility that the Vikings' defense can stop Tom Brady. And from what I've been watching Tom Brady over the last five or six seasons, the only way to beat him is to make him make bad decisions. As many people know, Tom Brady is a six-time Super Bowl champion, a first-bout Hall of Famer, maybe the best player in NFL history. So it's very hard to make him make bad decisions or throw interceptions or throw to the wrong guy. But we have to get pressure on him. We have to give him one second, two seconds, maximum three seconds to throw the ball. We have to say, ooh, you're going to mess up. You're going to mess up. You're going to mess up. And hopefully, at least one or two times, our defense can actually make him mess up and it'll cost us. But if he has all time to throw the ball... He's going to throw it to Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, Ron Jones, Jr., Leonard Fournette. The list goes on and on. The Vikings don't have a great chance, but there is some hope. And, Ryan, this is a must-win game. If we don't win, in my opinion, the only way that we can actually make it to the playoffs is if we beat the Saints. That would be impossible. The Saints are 10-2 and two and definitely one of the top teams in the league. Definitely the favorite in the NFC. But, Ryan, I might add that there is still some hope for Minnesota football. Ryan, the Gophers. 
we did not play the last two weeks because of a lot of COVID-19 cases in the Gophers organization. Ryan, we played Nebraska. Ryan, this was a must-win game. I know we're not going anywhere. Not playing any big games, Ryan. I just want to see us win, Ryan. How did we do? Yeah, luckily, we were able to win. But we looked really, really bad. Luckily, you might think, oh, no, our defense blew it again. Probably game in the 40s, maybe 50s. Please tell me it was lower. And yes, it was lower. I believe the Gophers won 24 to 17. Probably our best defensive game of the year. The only problem was not great offensive game either. But, Andrew, our rushing game had 200 yards. Our running back, Muhammad Ibrahim, I believe had 20 carries for 120 yards. Our backup, I believe seven carries, 80 yards, and about combined 10 other guys for about 25 yards. But Andrew, without our star wide receiver, Rashad Bateman, we were still able to, th- to throw for 200 yards and rush for 200 yards. If this keeps up, it could be pretty good. The only problem is a quarterback probably going to the draft, best wide receiver who technically already left, probably already going to the draft, and running back, Muhammad Ibrahim, going to the draft. So, our team is kind of rebuilding. We'll see how it goes next season, and we'll continue to update you. But, Andrew, I want to talk about college football. Now, Andrew, if this was a normal year, normally season one would pretty much be over. But not this season. Andrew, please give us all the updates you can about where college football stands at this very moment. We have Ryan. College football has been crazy this entire season by COVID injury and basically any guy who's really that talented is leaving their college. But, Ryan, one of the biggest, biggest rivalries in all of college football history, Army played Navy. And Army won. It was a big win over Navy. And, Ryan, in an SEC matchup, maybe one for the history books, LSU played Florida. For those of you who remember, LSU was amazing last year with Josh Jefferson, Joe Burrow, and Kyle Edwards-Lever. But, hey, all those guys are gone, so they're not good this year. Florida has an amazing season behind Heisman watch quarterback Kyle Trask. Bovine, this game was all LSU. Kyle Trask had three turnovers, including a crazy interception. And Ryan, this game was crazy right down to the bitter, bitter end. LSU had a fourth down conversion. They had to get it, but they didn't. They were going to lose. But wait! The Florida linebacker picked up the LSU wide receiver's shoe. And threw it up in the air. That's a flag. That's a flag. It's an automatic first down for LSU. They would go on to win this game against Florida. Ryan, that was one crazy game. And, Ryan, we are so close to the national championship and knowing who's going to be in it. Ryan, who do you think will be in this game? Well, right now, we pretty much know the top four teams in the country. Ohio State University. Clemson. Notre Dame, and Alabama. Now, Alabama dominated Arkansas yesterday. I believe 52 to 3 or something. It was a blowout. Notre Dame, Clemson will not play until they play each other this coming Saturday. I can't wait. Game of the year. Last time they played, Notre Dame had a small edge, but Clemson didn't have their Heisman winning quarterback. Trevor Lawrence. So it should be the game of the century this weekend, Saturday night, and I believe 7, but I'm not 100% sure. You can search it up if you want to watch it. And the winner will probably be the number 2 seed, and the loser, if it's close, they'll be the number 3 seed, but if it's a blowout, 
Ohio State could move up to number three. We'll have to see what happens with that. But Andrew, with the season winding down, we know who will be in the championship games for each, I believe, division in the Big Ten. Ohio State will play Northwestern on Saturday. As I already said, in the ACC, Clemson will play Notre Dame on Saturday. Now, Andrew, in the Big 12, we don't talk about them a lot, but Iowa State will be playing Oklahoma on Saturday. Andrew, in the SEC, this has Florida, Georgia, Alabama, tons of big schools. As we know, obviously, Alabama will be playing Florida. Now, Andrew, with Florida's terrible loss to LSU, do you think they're definitely out of the college football playoffs? I would say no. If they can beat Alabama, even not that handily, and either Ohio State loses or Clemson versus Notre Dame is a huge blowout for one team, I think they could easily make their way into the fourth seat in the college football playoffs. If all that happens, which I'd say it would be a miracle if they could beat Alabama. And yeah, yeah. So probably those four teams will be in the college football playoffs. Now, fine. Quickly, I just want to talk about some of the top guys at each skill position in college football. Ryan, the top quarterbacks this year are Kyle Trask, quarterback out of Florida. Sam Ellinger, quarterback out of Texas. Zach Wilson, quarterback out of BYU. Justin Fields, quarterback out of Ohio State. Trevor Lawrence, quarterback out of Clemson. Mac Jones, quarterback out of Alabama. My opinion, the top guy on that list is definitely Trevor Lawrence, but based on a couple missed games, it might have to be Kyle Trask. We will definitely see who wins the Heisman at the end of this year. The top running backs are Travis Etienne, running back out of Clemson, Chuba Hubbard, who just opted out of the season to pair for the NFL draft after he declared out of Oklahoma State. And final one is Najee Harris, running back out of Alabama. Well, of Alabama, guys. Top wide receivers include Jamar Chase, who opted out of the season for LSU, so not sure why he is one of the top wide receivers in the game. Shaw Bateman, who also opted out of the season, for the Golden Gophers. Jalen Wilder, who also opted out of the season, or who's injured and won't play again this season for Alabama. Chris Olave and Rondo Moore. And Devontae Smith, who I might add, might be the top wide receiver, maybe in the NFL if he was there, in, in college football, and he is from Alabama. And the top tight ends are Kyle Pitts out of Florida, who might be a top five pick, and Brandon Smith. Now, let's get to some college Basketball news. Ryan, as you know in college basketball, the top teams start off against very, very bad teams. But Ryan, every year, the top teams lose to these terrible teams. Ryan, which team this year cannot seem to find the win column or just keeps on losing terrible teams? Andrew, this question couldn't be more obvious. It's the Kentucky Wildcats. Now, Andrew, Kentucky, they, in the past five years, they were a dynasty. A dynasty. NBA star, Anthony Davis, top 10 overall player. NBA star, Carl Anthony Towns, top 10 overall player. This season, they had three guys get drafted or leave the college to go to the NBA. Three guys. But, Andrew, they are one and four. Their four losses are the terrible teams. Yes, they do have a couple. Okay, losses. But, Andrew, last night, they lost to Notre Dame. That team hasn't been Kentucky since... I don't even know who was born then. Kentucky, this is their worst start since 1984. Andrew, 1984. I believe that was 35 years ago. This team hasn't been this bad in 35 years. Kentucky stinks this year. Coach John Calipari 
is losing his mind. He is so angry. I believe Notre Dame had three straight sessions with the three-pointer. And after that, he just puts his hands on his head, sits down, and just starts to whimper. This is just sad for Kentucky. Hopefully, they can get back on track. But, Andrew, there was a huge game between Duke University and Illinois. What happened? Well, Illinois won. That's about it. Their star point guard, Ayo Desumu, had a great, great game. And the rest of the team really came to support him in their win. But Ryan, the loser of that game, Duke, has not been looking good either this season. Yeah, they're not 1-4. They're not as bad as Kentucky. But they're not great. So they got into a little argument. Their coach, Mike Krzyzewski, who I might add is one of the most respected coaches in basketball history, NBA included, said that they should not be playing teams in other conferences. Basically, she shouldn't be playing teams outside the ACC, their conference, because of COVID-19 concerns. I might add that the Duke Blue Devils have lost a couple of those games out of the conference, including a heartbreaker to Michigan State and one to Illinois. But then there were some coaches that said, eh, you're just saying that because you didn't want to win? Because you lost? Are you just saying that because? And you don't actually care about COVID? But then there was some talk of he was already saying that before they even lost. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's very safe. But, I mean, season's gone on. Duke's played. So, hopefully we can finish the season with not too many positive tests. Vine, let's talk about some of the top players in college basketball. Vine, Cade Cunningham who looked like the number one recruit going into this year's college basketball season. It's been okay. He's had some pretty good games. But Ryan, Luke Garza of the University of Iowa, he's been tremendous. He's been so good. This guy might be one of the most NBA-ready prospects I might have ever seen. And that includes Carl Anthony Towns and Kyrie Irving and John Wall. Ryan, do you think this guy should be number one? Or do you think it's still Cunningham or Io DeSumo or Jalen Well, personally, I think if the draft was in one hour, it might be Luke Garza. Now, Iowa does have some tough matchups on the road. I might include Gonzaga University against Jalen Suggs. But I think, yeah, if the draft was today, Luke Garza might be number one. Now, maybe Cade Cunningham out of Oklahoma State University can turn around. We'll have to see and continue to update you on what happens. But, Andrew... As we said, Illinois beat Duke. They're on top of the world. But, Andrew, last night, they were below the world. They played Missouri University, who, they played Missouri, who's not very good at basketball, and Illinois lost. They lost. The number six team in the country lost to Missouri on rank. So, looks like Illinois is definitely very vulnerable. But, Andrew, I want to move on to Gopher basketball. We had our first real actual game against Boston College University on Tuesday night. We really, really need this win, and we also had a practice game. I'm kidding. It was a real game, but it kind of felt like a practice game, and I believe it was Friday night, but I forgot when it was. Andrew, please give me a few small updates on what happened. Well, Ryan, luckily, we won both the practice game and the actual game against Boston College. And Ryan, Marcus Carr, our point guard, has been amazing this year. He has been truly phenomenal, getting a ton of points and really stepping it up in basically every single second half. But Ryan, some guys that have transferred here have been amazing. Ryan, if I were to say who are the top players on the Gophers right now, number one is whoever handles our transfer program because they are amazing. Our center, new center, Liam Robbins, has been great. 
No one really expected him to be that good, but he has been great. And our small forward, both Gotch, has just been phenomenal. Those two guys, in addition to Marcus Carr, have been off the chain this year. So good. But we have some actually hard tests coming up. We play Illinois later this week in Illinois. I don't think we have a good chance. And then when we start playing in the Big Ten, Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, Iowa. It was. It is going to be a very, very hard season. But hey, Marcus Carr can play this well. And our transfers can actually show that they are some of the top players in the league. Fine. We could have a pretty, pretty good season. But fine. In the NBA, as we said, the preseason has started. The Timberwolves played their first game last night against the Grizzlies. As you said, the preseason doesn't really matter. Not really playing your best players. But the Grizzlies, all of their best players are young. They basically played the best players the whole time. And we lost. It was a close game. I believe we lost by uh, three or two points after a last second three by, I believe, uh, Jalen Noel. And Ryan, anything big you really noticed from this game? Star doing great. Young guy doing great. Well, personally, I just think, as we saw, our defense really struggles. I believe the score was over 100 points. And in preseason, that never happens. In the regular season, yeah, everyone knows they're on TV all across the country. They're, they know their stats go up with everyone to judge them on. But, Andrew, this is preseason. I believe the second highest game yesterday, or another one that was really high, there were barely any games over 100. Andrew, the Grizzlies are not supposed to be good. But, again, the Timberwolves defense really, really struggled. They might need to make a big change. Yeah, I think so. But our second-round pick from last year, Jalen Noel, had a great game. 20 points. And he had at least three or four threes to go along with it. He looked like a little bit of Steph Curry last night. He did great. And obviously our stars, Malik Beasley, Carl Anthony Towns, and D'Angelo Russell, all had great, great games. But, Ryan, I want to get to the NFL standings. Ryan. The playoffs are coming up super, super soon. As we know, the Vikings are in the playoffs right now, and the Cardinals aren't in it. Ryan, what will happen at the end of the season? Yeah, well, Andrew, right now, when you look at the end, the current NFC standings, it is very close all around. As we said, the Vikings and Cardinals are exactly tied for that number seven overall seed. But, Andrew, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you might think, well, they've been so good. They're only one game ahead of the Vikings and the Cardinals. So if the Vikings beat the Buccaneers and the Cardinals lose to the Giants, the Vikings could get the number six seed. That would give us a lot of leeway to lose to the Saints and maybe with some luck even be able to lose to the Bears. That would be great if we would be able to win today and the Cardinals lose. But again, as you said, Vikings probably won't win. Also, Andrew, the NFC least. We know none of the teams are good, but Andrew, Giants and Washington football team. Tied atop the division at 5-7. and seven. Giants play the Cardinals. Washington football team plays the, the San Francisco 49ers. Both should be good games. We'll definitely have to see what happens there. But Andrew, in the AFC right now, as we said, Steelers and Chiefs tied atop 1-2. Chiefs still have to play the Saints. Steelers, are, Steelers have to play the Browns. But we'll definitely have to see what happens. Now, Andrew... I am going to move on to my story. This is a story of one of the best female athletes in sports history. I'm sure you know her name. It is Maya Moore. 
Maya Moore was born in 1989 in Missouri when she was just three years young. She had her first basketball exposure, having a tiny little hoop on the back of a door, and she fell in love with the game, shooting on it all the time. In high school, she wasn't very tall, but she worked so hard and had a very high basketball IQ. She was playing. She played smart. She didn't turn the ball over. She got a lot of assists, a lot of steals, and a lot of points. Oh, a lot of points. In high school, she was amazing. She dominated in every single one of her high school years, was looked at as one of the top female high school basketball players in the country, and was recruited to the number one women's basketball college, UConn University. And there, the team was already very, very good. They had won many, many games and many, many championships. And Moore was supposed to be good in her first couple years, maybe helped them win a couple, have some good seasons, but they were dead wrong. Moore was amazing for them. In her first season for UConn, she was one of their top players, scoring, I believe, 20 points per game. And the team had an incredible season. Also, she, yeah, I believe she averaged 23 points per game. And five steals. Andrew, last season in the NBA, there were only two players that averaged two steals per game. Yeah, Brian Maya Moore was just an amazing, an amazing player in college and went on to be a great player in the WNBA. Yeah, Andrew, in college, she continued to have great season after season. Her team, I believe they played 39 games in college, and that's how many wins they got season after season. Her team continued to just win every game, win the championship, and that's what UConn does, but mostly because of Maya Moore. She went her team to many great seasons. She worked hard on and off the court. She was very good in the classroom. She worked very hard as a student, mostly as a basketball player. She was so incredibly good in all of her college seasons. And after her fourth season, she decided she was going to go to the WNBA. Every team was flocking to her. If you remember in the NBA last season, how the hype was around rookie sensation Zion Williamson out of Duke. Oh, this was tenfold. Everyone, everyone won Maya Moore, but the lucky winners were... My own Minnesota Lynx. They received the number one overall pick and loved, loved to select Maya Moore. In her first season, people thought she'd be pretty good, but she was much, much better. I believe she was the third best player on the team as the team had one of their best seasons in franchise history and won the championship. Moore, I believe she, yeah, she was rookie of the year in the WNBA and started to be looked at as one of the top players in the league. And in her next season, the team didn't win the finals, but Moore won MVP in her second season. Most valuable player in the country. And in the next season, she didn't win MVP, but she did win All-Star Game MVP. But she was happy since her team won another championship. And in the 2017 season, her team won another championship. And her team was looking great. Things were going great for Moore. She was having a great career. But, Andrew, for the 2019 season, Moore announced that she would miss the entire season? People were shocked. But when they found out what it more, they realized that she had found out about a case. A legal case to do with law. And she had found out that a black man, who she believed was falsely imprisoned, was being kept in jail. And she wanted to do everything she could to try to free him. So she left that season. She started working. She worked very, very hard to try to free him. She worked the entire 2019 season. And... Through the coronavirus. 
But Andrew, a couple of months ago, there was a huge development in her case of trying to help this black man. They found out, she found out, that he was going to be freed from prison for, I believe, he was in there for, I believe, at least 20 years. Moore was overjoyed. But she said she was not going to return to basketball this 2020 season, and she'll see about the next season. But Andrew, once she started hanging out with this man, she really, really liked him. And they had a good relationship. And they decided, how about we go on a date? How about we go on another date? How about maybe we become a couple? Let's meet each other's families. And they got married. Maya Moore is married to this man now. We'll see if she returns to the NBA, to the WNBA for the 2021 season. But, Andrew, if she does, she will clearly be one of the best. Now, Andrew, let's get to the birthday of the day. Yeah, Ryan, today is one of the best players in the NFL. His name is Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox is one of the funniest players in the NBA. Always laughing, always having a joke. And, Ryan, a couple of years ago, he saw a new linebacker got drafted to the Eagles. Derek Barnett, who I might add is one of the top linebackers in the league today. And usually when a guy was drafted, he'd be like, oh, hey, um, lucky you. You get to like, learn from me and see what I can do. But Fletcher Cox was having none of that. He said, you know what? This guy, Romy, he's going to do everything he can to try to beat me. So he tweeted right after he saw the draft, and he tweeted, hey, congratulations on being drafted. Just so you know, I like my steak, extra rare, and well done. Congratulations. Basically saying that you're going to buy me some steak, and then maybe we'll be friends. So just remember, if you ever want to be friends with someone, make sure they buy you a steak, and make sure you tell them how you want it done. Exactly. Now, Andrew, we are very running short on time, but Andrew, there are some big moves in the MLB. Andrew, Lance from the Rangers. A lot of people thought he would be moving on, but Andrew, he was traded to... The Chicago White Sox. Lance Lynn, one of the top pitchers in the MLB, going to the White Sox, who finished as one of the top teams in the MLB last season. Crazy. Yeah, but Ryan, the White Sox lost their backup catcher, James McCann, to the New York Mets. They signed him to a four-year big deal to be their starting catcher. That's a tiny loss, because they already have just mine grand all, but as some people know, catchers sit a lot, so that kind of hurts. And with this, and with the Kansas City Royals, they signed Carlos Santana, the Indians, starting first baseman in free agency. Ryan, the White Sox and Royals just made huge moves. It's going to be hard for the Twins, but at least the Indians lost someone. And, Ryan, in the COVID-19 field were Draymond Green and James Wiseman, big men for the Golden State Warriors, both test positive for COVID, didn't play last night in their first preseason game, but were very, very looking good to play in the first game of the actual NBA season. And Dez Bryant, the new-look Ravens wide receiver, former Cowboys wide receiver, was going into this game against the Cowboys, and they got pushed right before the game, and was told he tested positive for COVID. Bryant was so outraged, he made many inappropriate tweets, which I'd rather not say, and he was so outraged, he said, you know what, I can't deal with this. I am done. Goodbye, football. See you next year. So it looks like he's probably done. And Paul George... Um, Clippers, Pandemic P, signed a five-year super max deal to stay with the Clippers. Not sure why this was done. Very stupid, in my opinion. And A.J. Bouye, a pro bowl corner, was suspended six games for illegal substance abuse in the NFL, which will go into next season since there are only four games left this season. And, Ryan, I basically know nothing about soccer, but in the MLS, which is the soccer league for America, 
we crowned champion last night, and it was the Columbus Crew 1-3-0 against the Seattle Sounders. Congratulations to them. Sorry for the Sounders. I believe they also lost it last year. And Kijante Johnson, a Florida ba college basketball player, collapsed on the floor during um, their game yesterday. He's in critical condition as of yesterday afternoon, but is doing a little bit better and should make it through the day. Ryan, our hearts go out, and we really hope that he is okay and that maybe someday he can get back on the floor. Really hope he is okay. And, Ryan, just some man news in the sports world. Michael Phelps, one of the best swimmers of all time, says the Olympics will, should not be good because of drugs. Now, Ryan, let's get to some predictions for the game today. Ryan, NFC East plays the NFC West in some big games. Ryan, the Cardinals play the Giants. Ryan, who will win? Who will stay in the playoff hunt? Personally, I have the Giants. Kyler Murray, Cardinals quarterback, does not look good. Giants defense has been too good. Andrew, San Francisco versus the Washington football team. I got the Washington football team. I'm guessing you do too. Yeah, I definitely do. Alex Smith is going to do great. And Ryan, in the biggest game maybe of the year, the Buffalo Bills play the, play the Steelers. Ryan, the Steelers are coming off the... Um, first loss of the season. Ryan, I have to go with the Bills. I think you might agree. Yes, I do. I think the Bills will win this game. Now, Andrew, in the Big Ten Championship game, Ohio State-Northwestern, I got Ohio State. Now, Andrew, in the ACC Championship game, Clemson-Notre Dame, maybe the biggest game of the century. Who you got? I think it will be Clemson. I think they're mad about losing to Notre Dame. I have to go with them. Ryan, between Alabama and Florida, maybe the biggest game in the college football season. Ryan, I think I know who you got, but who you... Who no, you? yeah, it's definitely Alabama. Great wide receivers, great quarterback, great running game. And Andrew... We will talk to you again next week on Twin Talk MN.